0: fanboy nation this is your pal daffy duck and you're watching you're watching
1: we're watching you're watching fanboy 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 a fanboy etc fanboy nation
0: dot i assume Tom.
1: <laughs> returning for a second season on friday may 22nd the nerdy bartender starring stacy roy is going to bring us all the geeky drinks that we're ready for and i have the pleasure of speaking to the hostess of it all stacy roy how are you today
0: I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me on. Hey,
1: congratulations on a second season.
0: Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm a little bit nervous, but I can't wait for it to come out.
1: Listen, liquor stores, I don't know if they're they're uh, what's it called? Essential businesses in Canada, but they're definitely an essential business in the United States because we got to keep people uh, you know, somewhat relaxed through all of this. Yeah, I
0: think we can all say it's keeping us sane during this time. So, yes, liquor stores are also open in Canada.
1: Right. People are sitting there like, I'm going to hit the beach. I had three beers. Maybe I'll just sit on the couch.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, congratulations. Have
0: you had a go-to cocktail during quarantine?
1: You know, not really. I'm not much of a drinker very often. I'll have a drink, like, once every two to three months. Um just because I'm boring I mean, like that? I think
0: what I'm hearing is I need to make you a cocktail. Yeah, that you I love. think
1: you might have to. I mean, like if I'm going to drink something, I'll drink like whiskey neat, and that's about it, you know. Or I I prefer my drinks neat instead of mixed usually. So it'll either be whiskey or ouzo or or something like that. Uh, but you got some you know cool concoctions coming up.
0: That, that's that's pretty awesome. I, I like that. You can handle you can handle a good drink.
1: Well, my my take for most of it is is like if you're going to drink like some big name brand uh, spirit, you know, they intended it for it to taste a certain way. So to put some ice in there or put something else in there takes away from it, especially if you spent like $80 on a bottle of it.
0: Yeah, if it's a good stuff, you might as well just enjoy it for what it is. That is totally fair. I will say, however, though, that I think you can mix a lot of ingredients in there that complement the alcohol. I kind of hate when I hear people say, I want a drink that doesn't taste like alcohol at all. And I'm like, well, then why are you even drinking a drink?
1: You know, uh, comedian Ben Glebe had a, had a joke about that in a stand-up routine, and I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't want to steal his joke. But it was basically how, you know, if he likes daiquiris and, and margaritas, and people would always make fun of him calling him girly drinks. He's like, I could drink a smoothie all day long, but the minute, you know, I, I put alcohol in there, then there's a problem.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I love yeah. that. <laughs> Who was that story? That ben Gleeb.
1: Ben
0: Glebe. okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I think he has a show on uh, Game Show Network. I think it's called The Idiot Test. So. Oh, that
0: sounds—that actually kind of sounds familiar, so yeah, I yeah. might
1: have seen that. You know, but yeah. you, guys, you got some some co- cool concoctions coming up. I mean, you have the uh, Genie in a Bottle drink. You got the Star Trek one, Snow Globe. I'm intrigued wow. just by the name of the Snow Globe.
0: Ooh, that looks like, oh, that's one of my favorite drinks. I mean, it's probably not the best time for that episode with it being summer and all, but, <laughs> you know, if you wanted, like, a nice cold drink and you want to, I don't know, pretend it's Christmas. And I mean, given that it's quarantine times, you can make the most out of any situation. So the snow globe cocktail actually has like a little rosemary Christmas tree that's frozen to the bottom of the glass. And then I did some molecular gastronomy. So there's like a flutter of snowballs that like float around this street.
1: Oh, wow. That's so it intense. it actually
0: looks like a snow globe. Yeah, this one is definitely one that would take a lot of work to prepare at home, but I think would be worth it because it looks fantastic.
1: Well, since uh, some places are in home for 18 more months, you know, I I talked to a friend of mine in England, and they're under quarantine, I think, until October 1st.
0: Oh, wow. So
1: I think the English at least have time to make these drinks.
0: There you go. Exactly. Like, what else are you doing at home right now? Like, get off the couch, stop watching Netflix for a minute, and go spend five hours making a cocktail.
1: Exactly. And then watch how it's really done on Twitch with the nerdy bartender.
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so actually, so season two is going to be released on Drink TV. On which TV? On Drink TV.
1: On Drink TV. Okay, because, yes. you know, press releases sometimes have uh, old information on there. So thank <laughs> you for the update. Drink TV is uh, is another streaming service that we're going to be looking forward to.
0: Yes, they've got lots of cocktails. I've got season one on there. So if anybody wants to, like, start prepping some drinks ahead of time to watch while watching season two, <laughs> go back make some boozy cotton candy, and then sit down and binge-watch season two. When
1: you when you come up with these drink concoctions, uh, or someone pitches you an idea for a drink, like, uh, I don't know if you ever went to Quirk's Bar when that was open at the Hilton in Las Vegas during the Star Trek experience. Um, Ooh, you
0: know, no, but that sounds amazing. It was
1: so much fun, and when the Hilton let the convention go, which is now at the Rio, um, you know, the bar went with it, unfortunately, but they had, you know, two drinks that were called the warp core breach. And then the other one, oh my God, it's slipping my mind right now. But these were just like, you know, 10 shots of various rums in there with dry ice and all sorts of other stuff going on. You know, uh, you, basically you, you were better off staying at the Hilton if, <laughs> with uh, the way everything was, <laughs> um, you weren't
0: going to make it very far out the door after you left. So right. your room was just upstairs.
1: But when you have, yeah, but when you have good luck making it upstairs, you know, I think you, most people went to the wrong <laughs> tower. But <laughs> oh, no. but oh, when you get God, pitched a drink bad. idea that on paper sounds like it'd be relatively tasty, and then all of a sudden you try it and go, oh, my God, how do people drink this? Like, has that happened to you for, like, the series or when you were coming up with the, the original concept and making these concoctions for yourself? trying to sit there and go, what would work, what wouldn't?
0: Yeah. Like, I I mean, I've been to some different nerdy bars in the past. And one thing I always found is there would be a nerdy cocktail and they would slap some sort of name on it just because it was that color. And usually (laughs) it'd be a very sweet drink. So I really wanted to find a nice blend of having like a good cocktail. Like if you rolled up and went into a really nice cocktail bar and had a drink that was incredible, but still find a way to make it geeky. So for me, it's all about finding that really good blend, and not just making a drink a certain name because of a color. Like I really try to think about the theme, the garnishes, the flavor of the ingredients, and 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 the color, of course, as well. Right. So
1: you know, you can't make an incredible Hulk type drink and then it's you know orange.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. But you also don't want to just make a green drink and call it the Halt and have it be super sweet. And everyone ordered it because they thought it was cool, but then they didn't like the taste of it. Like, I want to make good drinks. Right. So it takes a lot of trial and error, which is also very fun for me. And my, the best part of the job is the day that I just start making cocktails after cocktails. I dig see how it. how they turn out.
1: What's your favorite cocktail from season one? that's going to rival your favorite cocktail from season two?
0: Ooh, that is a good question. I would have to go with, okay, so season one, there's the Holy Hand Grenade, and that's a really good drink. That's a whiskey-based cocktail, and it's in a frozen ice cube sphere, and it's got smoke in it. So it's, like, infused with smoke and fig, and then it's got, like, the little – um cross Mm -hmm. on top like so it actually looks like a holy hand grenade and then you break it open and then the smoke gets released and you drink it so for me that cocktail is more like an old-fashioned so just you're a whiskey drinker so you'd probably appreciate this one it's not too sweet it's just like a perfectly balanced drink so i love that one i think that drink is going to rival oh that's tough probably some of the star trek cocktails that mm-hmm. I came up with for this season. I mean, I love Next Gen, so I'm probably a little bit biased because the whole episode I just got to live out my Star Trek fantasies and keep beaming into the episode. <laughs> but I make a really good I make a really good Earl Grey tea cocktail. So that's with like a bog infusion with Earl Grey. It's got the logo on top, and then every time you drink it, you just get to be like, tea, Earl Grey, hot. So that
1: one's <laughs> pretty perfect. okay well so so long as it's easy enough to make it home, not like the snow globe, where you know we actually have to form it to the glass
0: exactly yeah. Yeah. that one there's a lot of effort that goes that goes into that one, even on season one like i I found a way to make boozy cotton candy, mm-hmm. which was really cool, not worth the effort because it takes a long time to make cotton candy right. <laughs>
1: You know, the idea of some of the drinks seem like they, they'd be great on paper. The execution and the entertainment value of making them is worth it until you realize that it's going to take an hour and a half just to get the prep time done.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> like we said, I mean, during quarantine times, what else you got to do?
1: Exactly. You know, uh, with, with everything, you know, that's coming about, um, special guests that we should look out for this season, you know, or any like hints that you could give us of what's going to come because you know we don't want to give out too many spoilers
0: we don't want to give out too many spoilers this is true um i think you could just expect season two to just be more wild and crazy there's going to be drinks that are on fire there's going to be inhaling drinks you probably didn't even know that was a thing but you can just inhale drinks And I try it out and we discover how that goes. And then there's lots of different themes from like Indiana Jones to Harry Potter. So I think there's a little something for everybody in season two.
1: So, inhaling drinks, you mean like putting it in an actual inhaler and and doing it that way? Or like a ventilator, you know, like the steamers when people get sick and everything and they're trying to, uh, you know, get rid of their congestion type deal? Or is it like something completely different?
0: Yeah. Um, so it's actually something we call it a Vaportini, and it goes. The drink itself goes into like a glass bowl, uh-huh. and then you like light it on the bottom with like a candle, and then it releases all the vapors, and you put a straw in and you inhale the vapors huh. of the drink. Yeah, it's very different. It's actually pretty fun, and it it's, it it doesn't sound as scary as it sounds. Right. Uh, it's actually it's actually pretty cool. <laughs>
1: and the intoxication effort you know like getting you drunk does it get you drunk faster is it just a totally different feeling of intoxication like you know how it's would really you compare a
0: different it feeling? yeah i don't want to i don't want to give away the entire episode but i bought a breathalyzer specifically for that episode just to see if this is a thing i'm like can you get drunk just inhaling your alcohol oh Do you want the answer sure Okay. Uh, The short answer, no. I think you would have to be sitting there with your drink for a really long time to get tipsy or drunk, but it is a really fun feeling doing it. And if you make a really good cocktail in it, I will say it's worth it because then you just get all the yummy taste. So I actually make a bubble gum cocktail and it feels like you're chewing on a piece of bubble gum while you inhale.
1: And season three, we get a vodka facial.
0: I love it. (laughs) Yes. That'll be the next big thing.
1: Yeah,
0: um, i just, hire you to help me with ideas That's there you
1: great. go just just infuse eucalyptus and vodka facial there we go <laughs> that is
0: amazing yeah you know,
1: yeah i come up with weird stuff that i'll never implement so you know, it'll be it'll be interesting <laughs>
0: So here's my question for you. Yes. Any chance you're coming up to Kelowna, Canada? Because I will find a way to make that a thing. And you can be a guest on Nerdy Bartender.
1: You know what? I will be more than happy to come to Canada just to hang out with you. But being a guest would be an added bonus.
0: Perfect. I love yeah. it. I'm going to start working on that vodka facial. <laughs> I feel like during these times, I need a little bit of self-care anyway. So right. So my well vodka facial it up.
1: <laughs> you know, because, because the nail salon is out, can't go get that pedicure, but you can do a home facial at least.
0: Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: you know, there have been a lot of nerdy theme bars and a lot of, uh, you know, other type of places that sit there, you know, where they claim to be nerd-esque or nerd-adjacent, but you seem to be the real deal in all of this and not just capitalizing on the nerd culture itself. What was the property that got you into wanting to be a super fangirl? And then what's the property that kept you around?
0: All right. That's okay. So how did this all start? I feel like so years, like basically nerdy bartender uh, took shape years ago and i just i was i was really into video games at the time and i was starting to get into cosplay and i started making these cosplay fan films like i wanted i really wanted to go down that youtube road (laughs) so i made these amazing cosplays i did the fan films and that's when i kind of started learning about different conventions and just fell in love with the culture and the people and then shortly after that i was like let's start making nerdy bartender drinks i was a bartender in vancouver mixing up different cocktails. And I was like, hey, let's put the spin on it. Like, let's start doing nerdy drinks. And then I just kind of kept transitioning from there. I I discovered Twitch, which I love. And I'm still on the Twitch platform. I'm a Twitch partner. And again, the people there are just so amazing. That just makes it worth it. And I just found my people. Like, I found people that I had similar interests with and just absolutely loved it. And basically, that's what I do is I just keep on trying to make cool shows and content for like-minded people.
1: I dig it. Have there been drinks that you've come up with that you thought was an original idea and then a bartender, say, in like Wyoming or, you know, Ontario sat there and go, wait, that's actually called this because we've been making it this way for a while?
0: Um, No, I've never had anyone say that about any of my drinks. But I feel like there's never really an original idea anymore. So, I mean, I have made some cocktails and then seen later on down the road. I'm like, oh, that's kind of similar. Like, that's a little bit of what I created. But I don't think it was either of us taking an idea from one another. I think it was just coincidence.
1: Right. You know, because coincidence happens a lot more often than people think.
0: Exactly. I mean, even with food dishes, like, I've come up with some really fun food dishes on the cooking show. And then if I Google search enough and, like, go pages and pages into Google, eventually I'm probably going to find something that was a little bit similar.
1: Right. Okay. So I'm going to put you to the test with this one. All right? Okay. So the Indiana Jones cocktail of doom that's coming up, right? Uh, Because, you know, we all remember the monkey brains.
0: (gasps) Oh, yes. That's what what I make.
1: (laughs) What do we pair it with? Since you since you also cook, some of these drinks can be paired. What would we pair? Cocktail of Doom. Would this be paired with a dessert, or would this actually be paired with a meal?
0: Well, I think it would be paired with a meal. I think it would come after the meal because my 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 Indiana Jones monkey brains is actually a bit more of a boozy dessert. It actually looks like monkey brains, and it's a custard raspberry boozy dessert. Ooh. Which is awesome because, like, I love cocktails and drinks, but it's even better when you can just put the booze and alcohol right into a dessert and consume it that way. And that's basically what the monkey brains are.
1: I dig it. And that's just going to be
0: a heavy dessert
1: on its own. Yeah,
0: Uh,
1: I said it's going to be a heavy dessert on its own.
0: It is. But like after you have a couple bites, you just want to finish it. Like during the creation of that one, I ate a lot of dessert. It was amazing.
1: <laughs> so basically we don't know if people have gotten intoxicated from the from the drink itself or if it's just a food coma from all the excess sugar of the of the drink mixed in with it. Got
0: it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that one's a really that one's a really tasty one. So yeah, I probably had like a good heavy meal. like a, I don't know why steak. I think maybe I'm just craving steak right now and I'm like, uh-huh. steak would be perfect. So then followed by some monkey brains. Right. You know, some snake steak or something. What else did they eat in Temple of Doom? I think there was like a snake on the table. Yeah. Probably yeah, but, some bugs.
1: There, there's always some snakes or bugs in an Indiana Jones movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know. Uh, you, have, you have your movies and cocktails, which you call mocktails with booze. <laughs> And uh, you, the the premise is Casablanca's French 75 versus Tom Cruise's Red Eye.
0: Yes, Ooh. I have to say, like Casablanca French 75 is probably one of my most favorite drinks. That is a classic cocktail that I absolutely love. Like I was in Mexico before everything got crazy with this pandemic, and mm-hmm. I taught the bartenders there how to make me a French 75, and that's what I did for like a whole day. It was just sat by the pool having French seventy five. It, it was perfect.
1: So, oh, how terrible!
0: Yeah, so terrible. So
1: terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you you get to sit um, there and drink make- for work, and then you get to sit by the pool and do quote unquote research. Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> However, the Tom Cruise Red Eye. Oh, that is a cocktail. Have you seen Have you seen the movie Red Eye?
1: I have. I was thinking about the movie cocktail. The cocktail. I didn't even think of the movie Red Eye.
0: <laughs> they should They should make a movie called Red Eye. But no, sorry, I meant the movie Cocktail. <laughs>
1: yeah you know, well, you never saw Tom Cruise's cocktail with Elizabeth Shu?
0: Oh, of course I have oh
1: okay, yeah. I was gonna say
0: that's what bartenders I think on the map with all like, <laughs> the fancy cocktail shaking moves. I mean, it's Tom Cruise
1: right, yeah, you know? yeah,
0: so they make red eye in that movie, and I don't know if you remember they crack a raw egg into that drink, mhm, yeah, it's yeah. weird. it's weird when you try it, and drink well, it... that drink has got it's it's a strange one. Well,
1: it, it, yeah, just the raw egg thing doesn't always sit well with me, but, uh, you know, it, it'll be worth at least watching you do it.
0: Yeah, it took a while to get it down. I had to, like, really psych myself up. I'm like, yep, this is happening. Yep, I'm going to chug this back.
1: Well, here here's your little tie-in with the Tom Cruise red eye from the movie Cocktail. I got to see the Beach Boys with John Stamos play Kokomo, so.
0: No, really? That, that's your tie-in. Oh my yeah. goodness, that's really cool. Yeah. Wait, was there like a Full House episode with John Stamos and the Beach Boys?
1: Oh yeah, because he's like an honorary member. So because of that crossover from that, he became like an honorary Beach Boy. And then the Beach Boys showed up on there. And so he, he sometimes tours with them. And he played the bongos for Kokomo with the Beach Boys when I saw him in concert.
0: That's amazing, I love yeah. that.
1: Like if nothing when, else went went right in that concert just for that, it would have been worth it, but luckily it was an amazing show.
0: That's so awesome. When yeah. was that?
1: Uh, it was about a year and a half ago.
0: Okay, very cool. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> so, you know, we get to geek out about all that stuff. Um, you know, mu- oh. are are there going to be any, like, music geek out stuff coming up? Is there going to be, like, you know, because we have, like, some nerdy bands out there. Uh, you know, there's, like, Klingon metal bands, and there's that one band that's uh, based on uh, Flanders from the Simpsons and you know, all sorts of stuff like that.
0: Nothing really related towards music, but like Simpsons, I did do the Simpson donut, a boozy donut, another dessert one in season one, which is pretty tasty.
1: How do you break but it? At, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: It's about you're my, like, my new idea guy, so if you've got some nerdy like, bands and things that I should discover and listen to and start building some cocktails, I'm down.
1: All right, sounds good. You got my number. You know how to find me.
0: Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, you might be regretting that. I'll be like, what do you think of this?
1: <laughs> yeah. I just come to the States, and I'll have you deported if you overstep your boundaries. It's one of those things, but... <laughs> yeah. No, um... Like, How do you break it to your parents? They're like, I know you sent me to like, you know, University of Victoria or whatever. And I decided to major in accounting. But now I'm just going to basically make drinks off stuff I watched as a kid. And they just look and go, really, there's money to be made off that?
0: Oh, well, see, I feel like I'm like the luckiest person in the world because my parents are absolutely amazing. They are so supportive of everything I've done. In fact, when I started Nerdy Bartender as a YouTube show, it was my dad and my mom who were constructing my TARDIS to be on the set. Like I told them right away, like, this is what we're going to do. And they always jump on board and they start building me my sets or even helping me with some of my cosplays when I first started doing cosplay. And they love to be drink testers, too. So, they're they're amazing i I really hit the jackpot in the parents department.
1: <laughs> well, it sounds like a good time, you know, I assume your dad's your executive producer at this point.
0: <laughs> he really should be because yeah, yeah he does a lot. <laughs> And pretty much every time he comes to visit me, he's like, what tools do I need to bring? And he's like, no, Stacy, you need to think about this because you can't ask me for tools that I don't have. So he's like, really sound, what are we building? What are we constructing? Because right. they're always, I always get them up to something when they come out here.
1: And then he sits there and gets on your case. Uh, Stacy, I know you said that that Star Trek drink was from deep space nine, but it's really from Voyager.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: Oh <laughs> when, when you do get your parents to test your drinks and stuff, and they do seem like they're having fun from what you're telling us, um, you know, does your dad ever sit there like, is he like the ultimate tester? So you'll just wait to see his reaction, whether it's like a bitter face or, you know, wow, that's surprisingly good face or whatever to sit there and realize that you made something worth drinking?
0: Yeah, I usually try to just, like, sit back for a second and just, like, gauge the response. My dad's, like, super positive, so I feel like I can't do no wrong. So, like, probably any drink I make, he's Mm going to always be like, that was great. And I have to really, like, ask him questions. I'm like, no, really think about it, though. Like, is there something that's missing? Do you think it needs something else added to it? And then we can, like, really dive into the drink.
1: I dig it. And then your mom is the realist, is what you're saying?
0: She's definitely, yeah, she's more of the realist. Like, if something is too sour, you're going to see that on her face so quickly, and it's going to be, like, this over dramatic reaction. Like, it's going to seem like she's just going to fall on the floor because it's so sour. So my mom is definitely a little bit harder to please, but that's good, because I get an honest reaction from her, for sure.
1: Unless it's your brother, then he can do no wrong. So we see which way the parental dynamics have gone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's... But you're having a great time with all of this, and you turned it into a career, so that's bonus points right there. Yeah. Uh, I
0: feel really lucky that I was able to just find the things that I was passionate about and creative about and, yeah, make it into a career.
1: Has there been one drink that you've tried that somebody else absolutely loved, and you just sat there and go, oh, my God, what's wrong with this person? Ooh,
0: a drink that I – Mm, Yeah, kind of actually. Okay. So basically just before nerdy bartender became a thing, I, when I was working at a place called the foggy do, which should be better known as the foggy don't, it was a really, it was very much so dive bar. I like sat down at the bar and had a really horrible day. And I asked the bartender, I was like, make me something amazing. Like I've had this really rough day. I was like, make me your best drink. And the drink they gave me was the worst thing I've ever tasted in my life. It was so awful. It actually just made me angrier. And that's kind of how nerdy bartender was born. I left there very angry and was like, I need to teach the world. So (laughs) that bartender messed it up big time for me. I was like, that's it. I've had enough of this. Terrible drink.
1: See, just like Netflix.
0: That was their favorite drink that they made me. Like, it was so bad.
1: You know, but like Netflix, you know, they they got mad at Blockbuster for the late fees that were nonsense at the time. And here you are, you got mad at a bartender that served you a bad drink, and then boom.
0: Yeah, exactly. And there you go. And then it happens. It takes off from there.
1: Okay, so we're going to, I'm going to test you with this one. Okay. It's Saturday afternoon, right? Saturday, right. It's post-Valentine's Day on a cold British Columbia, you know, winter. Okay. You don't feel like going over the top in, again, like a snowball, which is very intense. Yeah. What is a super simple drink that you're going to make for yourself that you're just going to find comfort in?
0: Find comfort. Okay, I like that. I like that. So I think, I mean, because it's cold, I kind of want to start with some hot chocolate, but I feel like, you know, that's the best when it's cold, like a nice cup of hot cocoa. And then you probably have some cinnamon candy hearts laying around. So we could do a really quick infusion with those cinnamon hearts. I, with whatever booze you have, you could do whiskey or vodka. Let that infuse a little bit. Put that into your hot chocolate. Boom. You've got yourself a post-Valentine's Day drink when it's cold. Okay. And maybe a little bit of a heartache. So it also feels a little Valentine's-y. So you're kind of treating yourself, too, making yourself feel special, And chocolate. I mean, come on.
1: Right. And this is for the people that didn't get the flowers and the candy. You can have it your damn self. You don't need anybody else to do it for you.
0: Exactly. Yeah. If you yourself is enough. You don't need another person to define you.
1: I love it. Stacy. I'm going to let you go because I know I've kept you on the phone longer than we had intended, but it's definitely fun talking to you. Where can we find you on social media if we want to connect with you?
0: Okay, so most of my social media platforms are at Roy, And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. And then, of course, Twitch, again, at Roy, where I do cooking and Nerdy Bartender Live as well. And if you want to see Season 2, it's on DrinkTV.com.
1: Perfect. And for those that don't know how to spell this iteration of Stacey, because there's 97 ways to do it, it's S-T-A-C-E-Y. Because you know, your parents didn't want to make it easy for anybody to find you, so that's fantastic. non I'm teasing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stacey Roy, the Nerdy Bartender, season two, this Friday, May 22nd on Drink TV. Thank you so much for talking to me today.
0: Thank you so much. And look forward to my text so we can start, you know, collaborating and coming up with more vodka facial ideas.
1: <laughs> you got it.